Listener Production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Everyone, so excited for this guest. Followed her on TikTok for a while and now she's got like two point something million followers. What the hell? About to slay. Um, it is Esme Louise James. Hey, Esme. Hi, girl. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. You are the kink history queen, some would I'm say. Oh, my God. Stop. Kinky queen behavior. Kinky queen behavior. And I love that it's, it's, I love that it's obviously you speak openly about, about sex and kink. Duh. But also, <laughs> I don't know. It's so like cool history teacher vibes it's, it's I love like that. the education is strong but the understand you explain it in a really understandable way i love that it's you like know? bloody liberian vibes like it's exactly <laughs> that which i've always wanted to be but i could never commit to it because that, i'm not like get yourself a pair of glasses like without the lenses and like oh that's first God. step that's step number one <laughs> i do need glasses when i'm on the computer oh, so gorge. i've got oh my god i should wear them into it i haven't worn them inside a corporate job but maybe oh, i should wear them wear them that's that's the next step then um following that you just become a historian like oh that's how it happens. Okay, so sex librarian first, but I need to like teeter on the edge of sex yeah. librarian. And then you just get a qualification. It happens so quickly, honestly. I, okay, seriously, okay, what are your qualifications? <laughs> What's the deal? How did you start out doing this? Me, me why are you sex here? History. Like sex history. So because you you do all, you have the strangest facts. You speak about like, you know, you have stories about the first cock ring made of Goats, goats, eyelashes, yeah. and eyelids. Yum yum. Um, and then you have, you know, things about, you know, sex toys throughout history and and gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> why? What, why? <laughs> I love it. Where? What? Why? Yeah, yeah. It just hit me. <laughs> a good question. Um, <laughs> there's not exactly like a sex history subject when you go into university. Yeah. So that is a fair enough question. Um, do you know what it is? It's honestly because I have a compulsive need to talk about what people tell me not to talk about. Me, yeah. Oh my I god! I figured you would relate to this. I figured literally, <laughs> like, I'm gonna talk about that. Okay, let okay, me. Okay, let me just because just, you kind of go, why can't I? And then you go, well, yeah. I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna get all the information explained to you why I actually can and why Honestly. you're actually being a bit unreasonable. What I'm gonna talk about, and that's exactly it. Sweating. Like, if I was a slutty librarian at Hogwarts, like I would just be in the restricted section. Like that's yeah. where we're going, kind of here. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting. So. Well, very early on in like studying literary history and history in general, I was really struck by the fact that we constantly say, you know, we have to learn from the past. The past informs the present. Yet there were so many correlations between conversations about sex, identity and gender that were happening like 100, 200, 1000 years ago. That were the same conversations we were having heavily in the media today really yes and i was like okay so why are we not applying that history informs the present logic to these conversations yeah and what and you know the answer is quite easy is because when people want to debate like queer identities and queer sexualities their number one argument of the hater side is that this is a product of the modern world gone mad and so as soon as you say actually this all has historical evidence and credence and we're all we've always been freaks we've always loved shit up the butt Mm. that undoes all of that and that's kind of why i think it's left out of the pages and so i was like bitch please we're gonna fix that (laughs) okay 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 fucking that's so true it it, it, like dismantles the foundations on their whole argument yeah that well this is just this is just the kids these days they're all mentally Mm. ill and gay like that's yeah i mean yeah (laughs) on my part but you know like (laughs) we're not helping the argument yeah we're like i mean yeah look the two case studies here (laughs) correct that isn't all we are we also but do you know what we're aware of being mentally ill and gay gay. and i think the problem from the other side is they just don't want to admit to either thing we also aren't (laughs) gay because we're mentally ill no separate they're separate thoughts it's a venn diagram and we just occasionally cross over yeah you know it's 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 good it's like a boobs just then i was like vendai yes yeah when was the first boob growth base i'm kidding <laughs> so okay so we're talking about cavemen cavemen <laughs> they fuck so okay so you you got you so you like a history degree did you yes and then so i like i i did my um my bachelor's honors and i'm 
about to finish my PhD. Hot. That's so doctor. Right. Doctor doctor sex by the end of the year. And I'm so excited. That's fucking hot. And all I can think is like, I'm going to slip up uh, by the end of the year and just do something bad and then like won't be a doctor. But I'll be like, fuck it. I want to be a doctor anyway. Like I, I'm not going to do anything with this. Like I'm probably not going to be an academic professionally, but I just want to be doctor sex. Like, good. it's hot and it's <laughs> sexy. It's sexy. And people, yeah. And I'm like, when you go on a plane, go, it's actually doctor. Yeah. When someone asks for doctor on a plane, you go, me. Me, in sex hi. In, in sex history. Could you imagine? Like someone's having a heart attack and I'm like, oh, well, basically what happened is he's, <laughs> he's in love with his mum and he wants to fuck his dad. Um, yeah, there's some sort of... So are you, okay, so then when... So is your PhD in, like you're, you're doing a... It's in the history of pornography in the 18th century. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I'm really looking forward to these like Cambridge reviewers having to read my PhD. And it's just like, you know, in this opera, it once says, fuck me in the cunt and then the pussy in the back. And I'm like, and if we look at the metaphors in this, what we can really see. Like (laughs) trying to become one. They're trying to really enjoy one another in a public forum. It's genuinely so fascinating seeing like academics in their tweed suits, like debating what I'm talking about at conferences and everyone's yeah. like, you know, when you talked about that part about anal, that really resonated. <laughs> really resonated deep inside. It does remind me of Hegel's yes, theory of yes. the master and slave. <laughs> so you've kind of got like in your head a history of obviously like sex pornography, but also like sexual psychology as well. Is yes, that also yeah. what it has to do with? Yeah, it's it's very like a crossover of like sociology, psychology, literature, and now you know, my mum comes in and she does sex statistics. So we we have all the facets like we're gonna run our own like kinky university at once wow <laughs> that's a really good idea okay so yep. so with kinks that's at least had a kinks. great idea like a, mm-hmm. a sorry a great question so i'm just adding her right now <laughs> but <laughs> can you ask the question elise because it was really well worded when you explained it and my brain is not firing right now that is okay <laughs> so people think about kink right as like it's a gross, weird thing. It's like the mm-hmm. out, it's the outskirts. It's the border of sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sex, in and of itself, is kinky, right? All yeah. all aspects of sex, I would say, are kinky. What is the line then? When does something become a kink? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is it not just sex is kink? Look, sex is a kink, and to be fair. Um, the way that we classify normal sex, which is normally very boring, it's heteronormative, penetrative, vaginal sex. That is really all sex is classified as and anything else would be a kink, technically. This is a very boring definition that only really came about like 200 years ago, right? right. Like prior to that, like even missionary is a term that only came about because when Christian people went overseas, missionaries... They were missionaries! Yeah. And so when the rest of the world... So the majority of times, doggy style, that's what people do from the ancient world. Doggy style is your basic bitch position. Doggy. And when, allegedly, when wait, missionaries wait, went out... Wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> wait. So like the original position that everyone would do before we um, had TikTok yep. was was doggy <laughs> style because it yep. was the easiest to get deep inside to breed. It's the most enjoyable, it's the quickest, and it's the easiest. The only reason missionary came about was because of the uh, Catholic Church and they decided, you know, around that 17th century <laughs> moment that sex shouldn't be enjoyable because it would be a sin <laughs> for it to be enjoyed. And they said, you know, the most unenjoyable position (laughs) is this what we would now classify as sex and so anything other than that you could actually in medieval times you could be um punished if you did anything other than the missionary position because you were enjoying yourself and that's where it came about and so when the missionaries went out and they're like this is how we do sex apparently they were laughed at and ridiculed so much that that's how the term the missionary position came about so it's like it's a read yeah. Like, like it's like, yeah. oh, a missionary position. It isn't like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my fucking yeah. God. So, that, so, so anything that diverges from, so really the original vanilla sex was doggy, doggy style. Yeah, you were a basic bitch if you liked it from behind. And we think that's kinky now. Like that's classified as kinky now. Wow. What the fuck? Right. So when did that ideal start to change? When did that understanding 
of, of, of what like kink is in terms I guess of... I guess so when did it start like was it because of the church being so oppressive yeah that there was kind of now a spotlight shone on all the other things people were doing is yeah that... yeah well so even things like uh when they were like sex isn't enjoyable whatever you do that's just for pleasure um you know you're going against God and they even said that if you are not sad and upset during the act <laughs> of sex then you are actually you're going to hell like well, I'm fine then yeah. all the sex that I've been having I'm fine I'll be straight into heaven no and that, but that that's really kind of the teaching and so that uh, there's like this penitential of Theodore which basically outlines all of the various penance and the sins for enjoying acts of sex and it's things like you know if you accept semen into your mouth do this many Hail Marys and blah 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 oh and then Shut the top up. thing is like the only thing you can do is a man on a woman and you must be sad so if you're smiling, and how do they like, like if how you're does smiling, the church know? Yeah, they hold you up to a heart rate monitor and see if your heart rate's getting yeah, too literally. high. They're like, <laughs> but that's like you know, imagine going to a confession. It's like, hi, daddy, I really <laughs> enjoyed getting rooted. Like, what the fuck? I had come in my mouth, Father Ted. What should I do? Yeah, it's like three hail Marys and an our Father. Right, literally. But it, like according to this law as well, it's worse to um, let your sperm go in into, into the mouth of someone else than it is to fuck an animal like bestiality oh. is actually better like according but that's how ridiculous all of these where uh, our thinkings come from right uh, but it just shows you like today we have this idea of like sex because of this. this we're going no <laughs> we're going to yeah, tell you the truth yeah. we're like Mm-mm. we've heard it. i don't want to hear about no. you fucking horses like, yeah <laughs> fuck wow so okay sorry because you yeah. were saying so so what the fuck? <laughs> In, indeed, that is correct. <laughs> Look, I do hate swallowing cum, so That's I'm not fair. like upset about that rule. No, um, but so obviously people have always been kinky. Yeah, right. Always. How do we know? Okay. How do we know? How Are do we, we know? Freaks? How do we know? Like where people? Because obviously, when you think about the you know eighteenth, mm-hmm. nineteenth century, you do think about being very prudish and you, like, yeah. you know you can't show your ankles you don't think of people as being <laughs> sexual even smiling like any of the photos yeah. you have from even the early 1900s are very serious so straight lace not even has a personality yeah so who was brave enough to write this shit down a lot of people okay. so porn as a genre is actually started in the 18th century like we have erotica and everything before this but it's actually given a name as pornography in wow. the 18th century because okay. people were writing dirty, smutty stuff. Like as soon as the printing press came out and we started to all learn how to read and write, yeah. the primary thing we did was write porn. So crimi- and distribute it Every, yeah, in pamphlets. Everywhere, in pamphlets. Porn, pornographic pamphlets are the dominant way that people learn about news. So if there was like a criminal case going on, people didn't want to read like, oh, so-and-so stole a loaf of bread. Um, Boring. Yeah, they were like, so-and-so <laughs> in the hull. Like, stole a loaf of bread, then he fucked himself with the ass with the loaf of bread, and now he's going to be hanged. Let's see when he gets hanged if he has a boner. Come at this time to the hanging. Are you serious? I'm absolutely dead serious. Criminal pamphlets that... Wow. You know, um, and news was all distributed in like dirty pornography because that's what people wanted to read. Sex sells, baby. Sex and sells. Honestly, people have a go at me for dancing in a fucking crowded house. Literally, literally. Get a grip. I'm not talking about a loaf of bread out my ass. I mean, no. I, I would consider it you if consider it was like it? crusty enough, like because yeah. you would you wouldn't want to have any crumbs Numb. left over. You want to have <laughs> definitely. A she ate and left baguette. no crumbs. Yeah. Left- <laughs> No crumbs. No crumbs. Well, I mean, kind of talking about both bread and working and your incident, um, there was actually a dance in the 18th century and it was called Moulding the Cockle Bread and it's what the wenches would do in taverns. And it included getting up on the table and like gyrating as if you were trying to like mould bread with your ass. And there's all these poems about, you know, come and see the wenches. Like the wenches like get me going when they start doing the Moulding the Cockle Bread dance. Honestly, that's so funny. I reckon I was a wench in a previous life because my ex-boyfriend <laughs> used to always say I dress like a wench I love and like that. to the point where confident. now I dress very like I think I just quite mask myself all of the time because I'm so fearful of being a wench. But maybe, but I'm fighting too hard against it. Like, what I I love like an off sleeve, puffy linen dress. Love. I don't know. There's something about getting rooted in like a summer dress thing. Like, it's sexy. No, don't. That's so. I literally was looking for a summer dress recently to get fucked in, but then I was like, no one's fucking me, so there's no point. Well, the sales are on because we're entering autren, so you got to get summer dress now. Let me write this down. I I need to remember to get summer sexy dress to be fucked in. in and just fuck it yourself like get one of those dildos that kind of like sticks on the wall and just imitate okay it. no let's discuss this 
No. Let's discuss it yeah. on the wall because I'm actually <laughs> because I'm actually no, I'm actually annoyed at the world for not talking about this. Yes. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> How does anyone mm. I'm sorry, I'm quite flexible. I did dancing growing up, I do yoga, I'm pretty flexible. I mean I'm not like Splits girl. I'm not Carl Richards, but I'm also. Well, like, you can touch your toes. I, you know? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, I stretch for like 20 minutes a day. Love this. Okay. When you put a fuck. Okay. No. When, <laughs> when you put a fucking dildo on a wall, right? right? I'm with you. I'm just wondering where people's feet are going. Oh, I because see what you're saying. If it's here, if it's here. Hey, wait. You can- so, Abby, right now, what are you doing? Just explain. So, okay. So, I'm doing basically like child's pose. I'm doing, I'm doing like, I'm doing like in yoga. This on the arm of the armchair. I'm getting rid of, okay, but okay, but okay. See where my hoofs are? My feet yeah, are yeah. like probably what? 15, 20 centimetres back from where my pussy would be if we, is that how we describe it? Yes. So I'm, so my, okay. so, I'm, and I have pretty flexible hips. And it's not now, working for you? Well, my feet are in the way in front of the wall. Oh, I see how what you're I, saying. And like, get the dildo so, in. How do you get it in? in? That's <laughs> and, and, and also, the, the longer you go, the wider it goes. So the only option, I have these giant fucking dildos in my house. Yeah. Which I do use for stretching. But also, right. I sent a photo to someone recently of me cleaning all my sex toys. And he was like, oh, I want to I want to fuck you. I want to I want to stick that dildo to a wall and like, suck my dick loaded. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, but knowing full well that, that Can't physics that. won't allow that to happen. What if you had like, okay, you have a tilted surface. I write... Hear me out here. Tilted su- wall, tilted surface. Okay. Put the co- dildo there. And so you're kind of like. Going up oh, and down. I'm going to get up and down. Oh, my God. It's nice getting up now. It's nice getting up. All right. Hear me okay. out. Hear okay. Me. No, wait. Amy needs to quickly run and adjust the other <laughs> okay. camera. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold quickly. On. Quickly. Okay. okay. Now okay. hear me here. Yeah. So, wall. Yeah. Tilted surface here, giving you a bit of angle, and this can no, be. Where do I get a tilted? I, I'm, I'm a hand book. making a ramp. Okay, we're, oh. we're, yeah, we're hand, we're hand making a ramp. We're carpenters now. Okay, so okay. there, tilted surface. Yeah. And then the dildo is kind of there. So when you're going, you don't have to do this awkward thing. Because you know when they make you do this in like Pilates and it fucking hurts? Yeah, this thing. I hate that because that's my. That, that doesn't work here. So when you have the tilted surface, you're kind of more doing like. Like a little cat meow. So wait, so wait, is is it on the floor it's, or is it's it on here. the wall? There's, it's, there's, it's underneath us. There's here. We're going to prop a book against the wall. Sexy librarian energy. Prop a book against the wall. Put it on an angle. Stick your dildo on it. And then you're kind of like now doing this. Okay, that's actually really smart because I, I was thinking what I I'm going to have to do. <laughs> you fucked with Of course you have. <laughs> what I was thinking I was have to do is go in the door frame <laughs> and... Because then oh, my I legs are either side on the door frame. <laughs> so then my legs are either side. You know what I mean? And so I'm doing that. But then but it's that's like not comfortable. That's not like I don't know about you, but that's not getting me off. No, <laughs> no, it's not. But the thing, it's a visual <laughs> thing. It's just so this person that I'm obsessed. I, with I love can, that you're just like you know what's going to be really sexy, like me setting up this scenario for 20 minutes and then being like photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but literally though i'm like and then i'm like oh like i guess this is what he wants it's getting the door frame like what and that's not sexy and then i, then I actually was go- you know what's fun i was looking up like like a plinth so that i could I, 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 oh. <laughs> plinth is like a display thing like like very like very like greco-roman kind of like you you put your nice vase on a like little column it's like a little column it's right. a column it's a little column it is so i was thinking getting one of those to stick the dildo on too can we just talk about the things we do to take sexy photos like this is a full fucking operation I know, right but now. i was thinking irl though i was thinking like when Ooh, if yeah. i do fuck this person i have a <laughs> they plan they want to be able to see me against the wall yeah and they and this is the thing. Always people always like, yeah, I want to see you fuck a dildo on the wall. And I go, ha ha. <laughs> and I go, you yeah, don't. me too. No, you don't. And then when you're bouncing, yeah, your poussoir, like because obviously you're like tightening up. You, th- no amount of suction on the floor will stop no. it from going with you. Yeah. So what was the initial <laughs> question? Dildos. Dildos. Suction dildos. Dildos. What the fuck are we talking about to get here? We we literally went from everyone being a whore in the 18th century yeah. to Great. on the wall. Wench- oh, oh, wenches. No, no, no. wenches. Me being a wench. Me Red being wench. a wench. Me Molding having the a porn, pamphlets. Porn, porn pamphlets. pamphlets. Porn pamphlets. Sorry, everyone. Let's go to the porn pamphlets. Okay. <laughs> 
did they have any options of how to do a suction dildo? Because honestly. They did. They, they had um, lots of dildos that you could go buy in the 18th century. Um, dildos were like a heavy in-demand item. There was this one store and it was called the Green Canister and it was like in the middle of London and she was like the primary seller of dildos. And there's all of these descriptions of like you could get your double-ended dildos, you could get your, you know, strap-on dildos, you can get your everything kind of dildos. And it actually becomes such a problem uh like later on that they actually have to in, like introduce a ban about dildos on dildos and it's because they stopped trying to make them in london and everyone was outsourcing their dildo wood material from italy and english men were like we can't be buying all of this material from italy so they put a ban on dildos solely because they didn't want to have english have italian wood yeah and it was like linked to this kind of male anxiety that was increasing but it wasn't just about you know dildos are better than men it was that the italian man the italian dildo is better than the englishman's cock so they introduced this ban okay. <sighs> um, and they even have to put a law in place to tell women that they can't even create dildos because what women were doing were cutting off the ends of their brooms <gasps> and using them as dildos. And that's part of the reason we have the myth of witches riding broomsticks. <laughs> it's because of that. <laughs> women were literally riding brooms. That's like part of where that comes oh, from. I hate it. <laughs> I, again, they were also putting um, this kind of concoction <sighs> of herbs on the top of it that would actually get you high as well. Oh, and oh so, that's a slay. Yeah. And one of the <gasps> things about that was that it would make you feel like you're floating. Oh, so you. Oh, my. Yeah. So that's God. So those were kind of like the first mass produced dildos, obviously. Yeah. 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 You, you, I mean, you could get dildos all the way, but like dildos are 28,000 years old, right? Yeah. Which is correct. a long time. <laughs> you, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. I knew that. that yeah. 28,000 ticks. 28,000. Like, that's wow. our oldest one today. And we have plenty of Wasn't it found recently? Wasn't it? That, 2005 that, was yeah. the 28,000 year old one. The one that you're no. thinking about was from Rome. That was found this year. And that's dated 2,000 years ago. Wow. Uh, it's made from wood. And what's so interesting about it is that it's 12 centimeters, but the wood would have shrunk over time. So this was actually like a pretty sizable dildo, which oh. is why. So when the news broke and I was so frustrated, it was like 1 a.m. in the morning and I'm getting these calls being like, hey, babe, an ancient dildo has been found. And I'm like, fuck, oh, I don't want to be annoyed when care. this news. Like, I yeah. want to go to bed. Like, yeah. I'm rewatching Gossip Girl right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. leave me alone. Um, but what was so exciting was that ancient Rome is this place of just, you know, sex and orgies and all of the good stuff. But we've never found a dildo from there yet. Never. We've never found a dildo. This is our first Roman dildo, which is lovely because we have uh, plays about dildos. We have art about dildos. Uh, we have all of this from Rome, but we've never found a dildo Why? there. We don't know. Do they know. destroy the dildos? Oh, like, like a the great dildo, dildo cull. Of- <laughs> 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 like, the conservatives of the Roman era were like, no, we've well, got dildos. The Pope <laughs> came in and was like, part of having the Vatican here is we must destroy it. <laughs> all of the dildos. <laughs> that, could that be it? I don't know. What, like- it could well be it. Because like one of the things, they've destroyed a lot in the Vatican that was you know evidence of sex history. But talking about the Vatican, there's a secret pornography room in the Vatican. Tell me about that. Tell me about that right now. <laughs> uh, so there is a secret pornography room um it is in the bathrooms of the papal apartments which have now moved but in the 1500s uh michael oh sorry raphael raphael like the renaissance painting master yeah. is commissioned not the turtle obviously <laughs> yeah. um, but he is commissioned to decorate the bathrooms to the taste of the clergy basically mm-hmm. and they wanted porn they wanted a porn space and this room is now blocked from the public. You have to get special clearance to go in. But it is decorated with descriptions of like nymphs fucking one another, people using dildos Whoa. and everything on one another. And it's Hot. just like, yeah, it's just a sexy, Hot. gigantic cock. Pyramus is just kind of there. With nymphs and fairies? Yeah. <laughs> Not the fairy porn. Elise is in love with fairy porn. <laughs> oh, no, Elise You should be tried. part of the Catholic tradition. Elise gave me a subscription for a fairy porn. So- no, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she mentioned, yeah, she's... It's on King dot com yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god do you know what that's the ultimate like get fucked in a fa- uh, summer dress though like that's what fairies do right like, mm. <laughs> oh yeah. my god maybe i aim into fairy stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> because i just want to get fucked in a, i actually looking at like a green summer dress that's 
Tinkerbell. Yeah. Wow. You've got a Tinkerbell king. Oh, wow. Tinkerbell, 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 Tinkerbell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my God, that's hot. If anyone ever fucks me again, that's what we're doing. But I mean, um, I can't confirm that the, the Vatican's into fairy porn, but maybe. I mean. What sort of things happen in the porn room? Like what what, is, what happens? Is everyone fucking in there or is it just like well, a it, museum? It's, <laughs> so, you know, the you've rosary. got to think like this is like the residence of the, the, the papal bathroom. So you're going into the bathroom to erotic fresco. You're going in there mm. to have a wank. Like that's what yeah, that, okay. they've literally built a bathroom to go and wank and oh. then go back and pray. Like because that's Because they aren't having sex, are they? Well. In theory. They're in theory, in they're, theory not- they're not having sex, yeah. Mm. Oh my God. So that's the wank room. Okay, so King's Love has been a part of uh, of people since forever. Forever. And like Elise's amazing question had us reveal that anything except for beautiful missionary is a <laughs> um, beautiful, very fun missionary is kinky. Yeah. But how do you, I mean, you might be able to answer this, but I feel like you will be. But I think a lot of people have a hard time um, like figuring out their kinks. Yes, yes, yes. And then kind of releasing shame from their kinks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you be, do you have any advice or thoughts on that? Like because I discover new kinks almost every time that I fuck someone. For Love example, that. I've discovered that my, my the fairy kink, I've just discovered it. <laughs> yeah. I've also discovered that I have, um, I have, uh, I mean, not recently discovered, but my breeding kink is strong. Love, okay. But that, Obviously comes from like fear and shame around getting pregnant, yeah, right? So yeah, like a lot yeah, of yeah. kinks do come from shame. From shame. Massively so, so. Yeah. So maybe we're going to talk about that first yeah. actually. Do all kinks come from some sort of shame? There's a lot of theories about where kinks come from. Some people think that you inherit them and other people think they come from various life events. I think, you know, perfect example, we all have the propensity to have so many different kinks in us and they can be triggered by events. Like some people will find that they'll go through a life event or something and now they have a new kink. So they are so related to your psychology. Very commonly you find things like the thing that you don't do in your everyday life, your kink in your bedroom is your escape place. Yes. Like yeah. me being a pure sub. Yes. Okay. All the time. People mm. think I'm like some like hard beach. We did a whole episode yes. with um, <laughs> Mistress Lucilla and I was <gasps> yeah, trying to be love. dominant and I just, I've, I've given up. Like it's just not going to happen. No. <laughs> I just need to move on from it. People think that I, um, I might, would be like dominating, but I'm not. I'm no. like, I'm also just kind of like tired. So I'm like, but that's <laughs> exactly it. Like the bedroom at the, Almost the majority of high CEO white men, they're one of the most common clientele to be dominated. Yes. Because you don't Mm. want to go into the bedroom and do the exact same thing that you do in your everyday life. You don't want to be giving orders. You don't want to be doing any of this. Yeah. So the bedroom is such an interesting place. It's like a in a psychological study of where we kind of act out all of our desires that we, um, fears that we had in our everyday life. Like I have such a thing about like shame and degradation because I'm a goody fucking two shoes. Like if my name's on the board and I'm in trouble, like I can't, me too. I, I can't handle me it. Me too. I never was in trouble in school. Everyone no. doesn't believe me, but I wasn't. But like that, right? <laughs> and I'm so goody scared. But I like fucking tell me bad, I'm a whore. Like I'm a bad whore. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't suck your dick right. Right? Put me in time out. Out. Yeah, like, it's time so out. hot. <laughs> time in- Hang on. That's why right. I have that fantasy about being tied up in a corner. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> right? But what that's the what hell? they do. In like in a really good <laughs> sex play, you know, if you do go into a proper kink house and they're experimenting, you know, often they'll ask all of these things. Like what what makes you uncomfortable in everyday life? Like what's your fears and everything? And having a release for them is actually proven to be such an important therapeutic experience because you almost get these things and anxieties that were building up in you and you release them in a really fucking sexy way. That's what kinks should be. Okay. So how mm. do people, because I'm very fortunate to have, I've had, I've been thinking about it actually recently about why I have the kinks that I do and why I feel so comfortable. And I think a yeah. huge reason is because of partners that I've had. Yeah. Yep, um, yep, yep. Like one particular person kind of would bring kinks to the table right. in a very safe way okay and and then would be like let's try like dabbling in this that I'd say yeah 
actually, I just always say yes. Um, <laughs> I, 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 and then we try and I go, don't like that. No, I never say I don't like it because he knows me so well. Yeah. But, but like, I think it'd be very hard if you had a vanilla, like a vanilla partner and yep. you only had vanilla experience Yeah. to figure out what you wanted to do and how to even approach it. Yeah. Yep, Thoughts? Yep. Uh, experiment. Experiment. Watch things. Find out what you're interested in. I, I, I think this... I think you have to see a range of things and experience it and talk about it. That's why I'm so big on talking about sex and kink and everything. Yeah. Because a lot of the time people don't know that they're interested in these things no. until they are. Like one of my best friends, it was only until um, really kinky history started that, you know, she called me up and she's like, do you know what? I think I'm actually into bondage after listening to you talk about bondage and I want to try it. Like, where do I start? And she was in a really vanilla relationship. And I was like, it's th that kind of thing. You don't know until you're exposed, yeah, until someone, someone gives you, you permission. It. Like, yeah. yeah. Or until someone explains why, like you explained so well, why kinks exist. Yeah. Like you just did just say, I mean, like, you know, I was never in trouble. I was scared of being in trouble. <laughs> therefore, And people can relate to it going, oh my God. Yeah. I also have something there, but I didn't know the words for yeah. it. Because the language also is a big thing of figuring out, yeah. figuring out how to express what you want. And I yeah. found the same to like Dan Savage really helps that yeah, obviously right, and right. Like people like you where there's language given and you can research yes. that because how could you know like if you one time your partner says I know says like obviously I've appraised kink and de degradation kink same which is very <laughs> so confusing, confusing for those for those fucking me they're like what do you want and do I'm you want like me to punish you or like worship you like, which <laughs> like, like both, both at the same time like tell me I'm a dirty little bitch and then tell but me I'm I the did best, it really well yeah I'm the best <laughs> dirty little bitch I'm the yeah. best bad girl and yeah. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm worthless but I'm worthless to everyone except for you it's like double I'm only worth when I'm around you <laughs> thank god the best Bedroom is not like an Dude, English exam. Like, I know, I know. Thank God there isn't a quiz afterwards. <laughs> but I feel like it's important to like analyze why you like certain things. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll watch, yeah, like I'll watch porn. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'll, I'll, you know, listen to, uh, you know, like we'll try to listen to audio porn, although kind of ADHD doesn't really allow that. But I'll have sex <laughs> yeah. and I'll have a communication afterwards and like, I liked this because of this, yeah. this, this. And I feel like as well, I think you must find as well that people think that, for example, being a sub yep. means that you like being like whipped and hit yeah, and yeah, choked yeah. and that not only is dangerous, but also yeah. I kind of would um, have those things happen to me and I was trying to, I was trying to like feel like my submission. Yes. Okay. And then I, after a while was like, do I, I sat with it and thought, do I actually like being the, the pain of being spanked or the pain of being whipped mm. or is it they like the mental state? It's, yeah, the and, psychology behind yeah, it. Yeah, and would I like, would I get more out of being spoken to in a certain way and being yeah. deprived? Like is my punishment more deprivation? Like yep. I'm not going to touch you, I'm not going to make you come rather than I'm going to hit you because I kind of get like desensitized to it. Yes. And I'm a pretty yep. tough bitch as well. I handle pain. So like, yeah. I, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh right. that hurts. Uh, uh, and stop then, it. And then, yeah. And for me, like. <laughs> it's the fake like, Ow. oh, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and like you're fake flinching. And you, oh, and you go, oh, my yeah. God, I thought you were going to hit. It's almost like the same as the fake orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're, yeah, oh, you are. You're in doggy style. You're like, fuck this. No, seriously. <laughs> so I think, like, that's also important with kinks, right, to, like, you can say that you want to be a sub, but yeah. then you've got to, like, di dive deeper. There's areas of that. Well, honestly, I think that's why most people that you talk about, if they're in the kink community, BDSM community and sexually open, they are some of the most self-in-tune people that you will ever meet yeah. because to actually interrogate your desires, what you like, what you don't like, to be able to communicate your boundaries, to be able to, that takes this level of um, self-understanding, trust, communication that really you should take to every other area of your life. Yeah. Honestly. And I feel like when you talk to people and they're a nice person, I feel confident in being like, you're a kinky bitch in the bedroom because I know that they're so in tuned with, with their own needs and also their partner or partners in that scenario and how to navigate that. Yeah, and they're self-reflective self as well. You have to really analyse and like continually yeah. growing. Yeah, you are. Because you Your have boundaries to think, are changing. Yeah, like you, like I, you know, I always talk about this because obviously it was a pivotal moment in my fucking sexual life. I have to mm. talk about it every week, but... <laughs> Someone told me I wasn't present during sex. Obviously, no. it's affected me, okay? You haven't let I it go. I bring it up. Yeah. I haven't let it go. This is fucking December. And he even Can you said, imagine, like, them, they're just, like, continuously listening to this podcast. Like, no, oh, not he, again. He literally said to me when I saw him last, he was like, oh, you, I, I heard.
heard you on your podcast talk about me. And I was like, oh, is that okay? I'm really sorry. And, and he was like, no, like it's just really cute that you got something positive out of me telling you. I was really scared. But even then he yeah. was like, I was nervous to tell you that I didn't feel like the sex was like hitting as much anymore. Wow. And he's like, now I feel confident that I can tell you things. Mm. sexually yeah. anyway nice. so when you told me that then we had a conversation about what we actually did and didn't like about the sex yeah. we were having and that then opened up us talking about like i was like you know what i actually don't really like he was just instinctively because like i'm subbing for him yeah instinctively like yeah like slapping my ass or like choking yep. me with with consent like i'm yeah. going you know it's not like he's randomly doing it by the way everyone obviously for years you know and and i was like you know what i actually don't like that that much it kind of actually takes me out of the moment rather than brings me into the moment that's such a good tell yeah so how do you i guess for people listening if how how do they start that analysis how do they how do they begin it like i know we're saying oh communicate but how someone who has yeah no has never done that before like you and i are very yeah yeah, sexually open yeah and and in it and you don't realize people aren't like Aren't friend, there. you know, like, yeah. oh, I want to start bondage. You know? How do you start that conversation? Yeah. Look, I think that, you know, you apply the same logic that you have, hopefully, in any other part of your relationship. So you've met someone at the bar or something and there's going to be that conversation of like, do you want to go home tonight? Like that's a constant navigation that you're doing with another person. Do you want this? And it's the same kind of thing. You know, I think before you initiate sex with someone, especially if you, because some people some men will kind of go into a bedroom environment and start like dominating or something like they can just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite scary. Even yeah. though I obviously enjoy being a sub, I never like when someone does no, that without. No, don't assume. That's speaking to oh, me. Oh, microphones just want to have sex with like one another. fucking each other. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> there we go. There we go. They are up horny. one another's ass. It was nice. Like, get the sucking dildo on the wall. I enjoy, they're like, you know, don't have a dildo. This is actually a perfect uh, angle. No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> they're such expensive <laughs> pieces of equipment. Just get a dildo. But oh think God. about the views on the social media. <laughs> it just so, so well. Oscar chimes in with his video brain. Oscar. I'm like, <laughs> no. It's the only fans episode (laughs) but because i want to know like i'm quite vanilla so it but it that's so boring isn't it like i can't i listen to your stories abby and i think surely there's got to be something that i'm deeply unhappy but it's all good oscar like you've got to continually test your boundaries you can say that you're happy but there's always that conversation like with your partner or partners just kind of be like I want to try something a little bit different today. You know, mm. You've listened to Abby enough that they probably have like a range of different <laughs> ideas about what you can try. And I think you should start something and you can kind of get that. I always say, don't just have a safe word, have a in the middle word as well. So I use like red is my safe word. You absolutely stop when that's happening. And yellow is my, I'm not so sure about this, but don't stop just yet. Yeah. That's mm. like the safe ground. And I think if you're trying to explore plays, say it's something really, really simple, like, Go and buy yourself a vibrating butt plug and just be like, or a cock ring and just be like, do you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. try sex and I'm going to try this and see if I like it. And if not, I'm going to cool yellow and we're just going to get back to fucking vanilla style. Um, but yeah, you don't cool. know until you try sometimes, I think. Yeah. But also, vanilla is a very lovely flavor. It I'm is a saying. really lovely flavor. I always have vanilla ice cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Had the best vanilla ice cream of my life was actually by the Vatican. So. Oh, my God. Oh, the Vatican. So what was it made of? <laughs> the Koinki ding. Oh, my God. Full circle. That's like synergy. That's a story arc. That's great. That was a story arc. But do you know what the thing about vanilla as well is that I think almost in this age of talking about kinks so much and TikTok and everything, people, it's almost gone the other way around now. People feel like there's something wrong with them if they just like vanilla sex. And yeah. that's like not the case. Like that can be, we, we, we really bagged missionary in this podcast so far, yeah. but there is something lovely about just being intimate and just having this uh, connection with someone. Um, and then it's five minutes, bim, bam, you're done. Like sometimes that's all you want. I don't always want to be whipped in a corner. Like sometimes I just. Want... Yeah, well, like some of the best <laughs> orgasms I've had have been a missionary right? when you're like obsessed with someone. Oh my God. And look or at the eyes. on the phone. Oh, like, no, oh. don't. I had, I had. Well, Do you I have guess phone was, sex? So last week I was speaking about, um, I had phone sex with someone and it genuinely, Hot. which I always do. And I'm usually a FaceTime baddie, but we just yeah. really tell our phone sex, like 1300. Um, not at the pay phone. Not at the pay phone. Like, no, I, was, <laughs> like, I guess, I guess. <laughs> she was at the, one of the final remaining Telstra boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's on like, she's on King That's Street so in Newtown. Yeah. That's where the phone oh, dildo. Oh my God. <laughs> 
wiping it with it with a, with a cloth before I start. I go, oh, since hand COVID, sanity, hand, sanity. hand sanitizer going, all right, 35 minutes. Stored up all of the five cent coins. Oh, five cent coins. <laughs> oh my God, I have a Telstra card. Um, so, why don't have to reverse? Oh. Um, I, literally, that's expensive. You may as well call a sex line. Jeez Louise! <laughs> but so, everyone phone calls cost money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking well. So cute, but so and and the way that I had an orgasm. Oh God, everyone's so bored of this story. Everyone's so bored of my stories. <laughs> Never. No, I like it. So, yeah. it's cute. So I, I, Shut up, Oscar. Cute. <laughs> so, I think you're a little girl. Oh, my oh, God. It's so cute. Tell me little <laughs> um, So, basically, usually I FaceTime fuck people because obviously slay, but this person, yeah. for some reason, we've just fallen into a pattern of having phone, telephone sex. I like that. And usually it's like, I'm going to do this, this, this to you. But yep. it actually was, um, it was kind of like meditative and he like, Talked me through an orgasm, kind of, wow, and I was like, like nice. hypnotized. It's forty five minutes, but he, I love that. yeah, but he was on a walk when he was doing it, so I was <laughs> in bed, like, and also I didn't say this last week, but I was, I woke up, uh, not woke up, <laughs> <laughs> from my, from my, from my hypnosis, but I, I arose and there was a pool of sweat, like I was like dripping in sweat. It was like the hottest That's thing. Hot. And that's changed the way that I masturbate. Now I masturbate yeah. about like thinking about feeling, not not dissociating and thinking. Not that's so good. Yeah, it's I good. Anyway, so why did I tell that story again? I'm obsessed talking <laughs> about it. Audio sex. Yeah. So so like with that, I guess like that kind of proved as well. But that was very nice, and that wasn't particularly kinky. I don't think that was just yeah. Then I guess more mental. Yeah, it was a mental thing and getting yeah. me to a certain place. But I think that what happens is when you have a certain like a certain kink, you know that you can orgasm faster if you go if down that. that. Yes. Yeah. It's like taking like the path when you're on the like when you're walking, um when you're walking to the park and like there's like a there's like the the paved path and then there's like the, the shortcut yeah, that you're like, I like, oh, probably shouldn't add to the ecosystem destruction, but I am gonna take Walter across there because it is four seconds shorter. Yeah. Do you know they call those desire paths? Oh interesting. Wow. I mean that works out very well in this sense. But it's wow. so true. It's like you just have to think about being like cuffed and collared and I'm like, well I'm done. <laughs> like really done. yeah. yeah. Must be nice. Um, uh, <laughs> a bit more intense than that. that. Well, but I think that's really interesting because you know my historical brain's coming on right now. But one of the things they used to do before everyone could read um, was they used to do erotic storytelling, and that was, and then you would go back and fuck your partner. Like they would kind of get everyone in the mood by the one person who could read would read the book. Um, and then there would be, you know, 10 or 12 people from the village, you know, kind of gathered around and it would kind of get you in the mood and then you'd go home. Wow. And that, that, you know, that's kind of like around 1700s time that that really happens. Um, but yeah, no, people would read this kind of like smutty romance to kind of heighten the imagination, which they thought would get you going. And it was all about the imagination. It wasn't it's about all mental. Else. Yeah, it's all like, well, for me, it's very, very, very mental. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about kinks. Um, this is kind of a segue, but like. Obviously, some kinks get more... Um, Screen time? <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess some kinks, but also get, like, kind of, like, laughed at more. Like, a yeah. foot fetish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, in reality, Talk I would say a foot fetish is a pretty vanilla kink to have. Yeah. But everyone acts like... Even, okay, even someone the other day, I was having normal sex with someone, not on the phone. Yes. And he mentioned um, my hideous horse, but like my feet and was mm. like, yeah, like going to stroke my cock with your feet. And even I was like, my, mm. it took me a second to, come to not in. react. I was yeah. like, I was like, wow. Then I was like, that's actually really hot. Side yeah. note, the feet thing is really hot, but yeah. it's, it's so stigmatized. Do you know, the history of why that I'm sure I you do. do. <laughs> I was wondering why feet fetish in particular, why that is so, so yeah. There is a historical oh, reason. Hit me. I knew that. Oh, I knew that would be. <laughs> so feet fetishes are one of the I guess easiest to trace fetishes all the way back. So in ancient Greece, we have these letters written by the philosopher Philostratus, and he even writes about like wanting to be trodden underfoot and dominated by feet. Um, he implores all his lovers to walk barefoot so he can kiss their footprints. You know, it's all the way back in ancient times. You come to like the troubadour poets, and they start you know singing praise of the beautiful feminine foot and being like, "I love a foot with high arches and no webbed toes." That gets me, you know, so webbed toes. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. That must have been pretty common. Um, yeah, <laughs> check I it mean, out your feet my now. My feet is so ugly. I feel so bad for anyone who has a foot fetish. I anyway. love that. But then like even, you know, 16th century, same thing. Uh, brothels start to specialise in um 
foot domination all the way back there. Um, and then you kind of get to the 19th century and you have people like F. Scott Fitzgerald, who wrote The Great Gatsby, and he's really into feet. Okay. Um, and he, you know, goes to brothels just to worship people's feet and everything, but says that his own feet, ha he has a Freudian shame about them. Um, now, Freud is writing at the time all about feet, and he yeah. thinks that we're attracted to them because, like everything with Freud, they look like penises. Um, calm down, Freud. Calm down, Freud. Calm down. <laughs> um, and it's the most likely part of the body that you will see naked on your mum. Like, that's his mum mum and penises. <laughs> oh, it's, Freud. It's Freud in a nutshell. Come on, Freud. <laughs> it's feet. Freud in a nutshell. Mummy feet. But what if they're, like, really interesting things? What Like, these are all of the examples you have of feet coming about. Now... Quite recently, I say recently, it was during the AIDS epidemic, researchers kind of got together because there was an absolute explosion of foot pornography magazines during the AIDS epidemic. And these researchers were like, why has this happened? And they went back and in all of these different time periods where we have records of foot fetishes were times in which we had sexually transmitted epidemics. <gasps> So when the genitals are off the card and pose too much risk, we go to feet. Feet next. And oh. literature about the foot fetish in all of these pornographic magazines in the 80s just skyrocketed by their account. And so what's become really interesting is that, yes, foot fetishes increase as soon as we can't go to genitals. For some reason, since the ancient Greek times, that's an eroticized part of the body in ancient Egypt as well. But when we don't have that threat, feet become linked to this dirty time of disease. Oh, oh. my God. And so we try to like, uh, especially after that, we were trying to get people to fuck again after the AIDS epidemic. And so you kind of have to re-stigmatize feet. And that's only recently, right? Oh my God. Is it because what? Is it because, cause you know how like, if, like getting your toe sucked feels good. Yeah. Like, oh, I get I get ticklish. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. To me. No, you're ticklish because of your shame, Oscar. You literally <laughs> <laughs> your shame. What would no, Freud no, no. say? No, because if you're getting your hoof sucked, I yeah. swear to God. And if you just really? if I'm if I'm anxious about, it, I get ticklish. But if you just breathe Lean into in. the hoof suck, be mindful. Do that. Yeah, be, be mindful. mindful. Nice. Have a, Oscar, Oscar, I'm telling you, next time someone wants to suck your toe, let him. Let him. Mm -hmm. Do it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. That's going to be my yellow. There's areas of the foot that are like really close to your the feeling in your genitals. And so this was oh, really? like, you know, one of our oldest illustrations in ancient Egypt, we have this hieroglyphic of a vizier having his feet treated to by like his two servants are like pressing shit on uh, his foot. And everyone was kind of like, oh, it's the first pedicure. No, it's the first kind of erotic foot experience because there's something called a footgasm which a lot of people experience that in a certain area of your foot if you access that it's linked to feelings around your genitals oh, wow. um so yeah there is a biological reason oh One my of god the other this ones... explains a time sorry yeah remember that time that i had my only straight male friend that i hadn't fucked and then one day he gave me a foot massage yes. and we fucked <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i was like yeah. And I was like, no, what's happened here? I was like, I wasn't into I him at that. all. And then one day he gave me a foot rub and then we were like making out aggressively and yeah. I was and my oh. undies were soaked through. I love this. Okay, well this is like this is also really, really linked. <laughs> You're like, get in it now. Oh my god. So there was this other study which explains that exact experience, basically. But this uh, researcher called Dr. Ramachandra was studying um amputee patients um and amputee foot patients in particular and there's this thing called phantom limb syndrome yes. and then you can like feel yeah the limb that's gone uh you can still feel it but what he was finding with foot patients is that they weren't just feeling where their foot was they were getting sexually aroused if anyone went around the area where their foot used to be and in your brain your area that is responsible for feeling in your feet is really close to the one that's responsible for feeling in your genitalia. And he actually proposed in his study that what happens with one in seven people is that there is a cross wiring in those areas of the body. Um, so once you get stimulated in your foot, you also get stimulated sexually. But what, a, okay, and then, and then, okay, and then does that, okay, well, and then does that link to, like, being attracted to feet because you see them as, for sexy. yourself, you see them as sexy because yeah. the association is I get turned on. By feet. I've never even allowed myself to think about having a hoof fetish. Maybe yeah. I should begin. 
this is your time. If you're going to go into the Tinkerbell fetish, think about Tinkerbell's feet. Like, just try it. I know, but I have big, I, I have awful hoofs. But <laughs> I think you, know you what? have lovely feet. Everyone always says that in that. Are you a good swimmer? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is this about no. the web toes? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. no. Feed, Oscar. No, no. I, that is I mean a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Um, they're so big. They're basically <laughs> flippers. Crazy. Can you go really wide, fast like a mermaid? On the water. You're not a fairy. You're a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm no ordinary girl. I'm from a demon underworld. And now I see I get the pound. Anyway. Um, How many times do you watch H2O? Babe, I love it. Every time I get in the water, I think I'm playing mermaids. At Bondi, I go... Every time I dive in, I go, oh my god, Cleo. Do you do um, like the like the mermaid come up like the aerial leg? Yeah, I try to, but then at Tamarama, um, the the water is so hectic that you usually get dunked, and oh, I've been no. patched getting dunked once, so I don't oh. try to hop anymore. <laughs> so fucking bad. No, but I am I'm not a great swimmer. I'm not a, I'm not a bad swimmer, but I am really good at balancing. Like I do, oh, have, yeah. I do have a really, I'm really good at balancing. I thought you said bouncing and I was like, I don't think that's a swimming technique. <laughs> no, <laughs> this, no, but I am. And no. also I was good at egg beater kick when I did water polo when Ooh. I was younger because obviously, obviously oh, yeah. the surface area was big. <laughs> okay, So you're right. I got more power with less work because of my big fucking feet. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks, babe. They aren't even they that bad. Hot. No, they look I good. I think they're lovely feet. They look hot. Don't go too far. This no, they're <laughs> fucking. Now you're, now you're going. No, they I look know. hot. She's about to call yellow. <laughs> Dying. Okay, so, so, the, so a, a lot of the negative associations with certain kings yep. aren't actually do with like. Because I thought maybe it was like some people are repulsed by feet, some are, and then people mm. who are repulsed are louder than those who actually like it. But it's no. more about a societal. But what's so weird about something like this, right? So that's a historical reason that it is connected to um, thoughts about illness. We wouldn't think that today. And what's so interesting about this is that cultural ideas that happen before we are born are kind of, we, we almost inherit them. And this is what a lot of people, I think, don't understand that these ideas, it's like nylon stockings, the the same thing. They became a fetish because of the world war happening and that really? nylons, yeah, they they all, nylons got taken away and used as parachute and military material. And because of that, they became really sexy. And so when the war ended, they were like, the war is over, nylon stockings are here. And nylon stockings became connected to this idea of freedom and liberty. We don't think that when wow. we see someone in lingerie, but we've inherited those ideas about that sex act like we aren't just separate beings that exist outside of one another historical ideas just keep coming to us what other kinks or (laughs) shaming have come from history i mean strangulation and spanking is a really uh uh, another example like in in the 17 uh, 17 1800s strangulation actually had to be banned for a while in brothels because it became so common for people to ask to be strangled uh, because it, they thought it helped them get an erection. And so brothels were offering to strangle people um, and like hold them up on ropes to imitate, um, you know, being hung because they thought it helped them be hung. Oh. But so many people died during this. Wow. Um, but again, prior to that, there's not that much evidence of strangulation being a kink, but now it is. Now we find it really hot. And that came from that moment. And also... When you talk about strangulation, King, it's always about restricting the blood flow, not the yeah. airwaves. Yeah. Um, and it's... It, it, what it, the hell? Um, but, like, prior to that, and it only happened because when criminals were being hung, uh, people noticed that a lot of them, one in four, was getting a boner. When and, oh. and a lot of men that were struggling to get things up were like, oh, this could be a cure. And so in those pornography pamphlets that we talked about, all those criminal pornography pamphlets, they're like, you know, criminal gets hard on. Um, and so they started to imitate this in brothels. And now strangulation really catches on all throughout Europe. And now we still practice strangulation today. And I can't find any earlier examples of it. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Right? This is crazy, Esme. <laughs> oh is, are, there any, are there any recent kinks that have just sort of come out over the last 
decade or so. Just in, yeah, oh, good one. COVID, all the COVID, COVID porn so ones. Yes, you go, you go really on, you really? go on your favorite porn site, and they uh-huh. would be like, every OnlyFans creator was like, my quarantine kink, and I'm yes. going, I want to escape, but it's obviously someone. <laughs> no, like I'm not going. Fuck yeah, remind me that we're in a fucking pandemic. But some people obviously were getting off. <laughs> from getting it. in it. That's you know what? It's so interesting. It's basically like Christmas Day when Pornhub announces its statistics um, for sex researchers. We're like, oh my god. Yes, like what are people getting off to this year? Last year's one, all the ones from 2020, um, they changed everything. Like our top 10 porn categories for many, many years have been the same. They've been lesbian. They've been, you know, domination. Like all of the basic kind of ones you would think of. And then suddenly the pandemic happens and all of a sudden our fantasies are roommate, group sex, swinging uh quarantine oh my god and like fitness instructors because people are watching all of this stuff on our phone yeah oh. there's so much like yoga instructor porn yes so much and then you know that's a perfect example of how quickly so people are fantasizing about other people swinging with their roommate and in group scenarios because they weren't allowed to see people. So once again, we're seeing that idea of what you're not allowed to do in your real life. You want to see it in your sex life. People were fantasizing. Like roommate was number three. Roommate is a very niche category. Roommate's very niche. Yeah. So even the fact that moved up so quickly, it's just a perfect example. Wow. Yeah. So society Mm. really does impact Massively. So like Entirely. the nature, nature thing, like it's we were talking about before. Very, very heavily nature. Yeah. Wow. Oh, do you know what? <laughs> another another good one if we have time to talk about some tentacle porn. Like Oh my god, yes! yeah. Okay, oh my god. Yes. Okay, what because my porn? friend I, I went to I, I have threesomes with this couple and I went to the house the other day and they showed yeah. me this tentacle that they have. Right. And I was like, mm, that's kind of sexy, but um, Interesting. I'm too tired right now to do anything with it. So we'll do it next time. Keep but, um, Squidward in the back for yeah, next time. Yeah, I was like, oh, it feels like a lot of admin. Um but so talk about that. Like tentacle porn so hentai which has been number one for many many years we can't knock this bad boy off of the top category um, it's like the cricket um tv ratings <laughs> <laughs> that is a comparison that has never been made yeah no it's it's a whole thing but hentai is such a perfect example um because you know tentacles not naturally sexy no but in the 1800s uh, sorry, yeah, in the 1800s, in Japan, right, um, when we start to basically, you know, bring censorship laws into Japan, artists were banned from depicting genitals um, because, you know, Europeans were like, you can't do that anymore, stop it, because um, that's how we colonise. Um, but they were banned from depicting genitals of all forms. And so what people did was they replaced genitals and penises with tentacles because there was a very famous story about this uh, this princess who dives under the sea in Japanese legend and she gets a jewel for her lover and it's a romantic story but because the aquatic king sends octopuses after her, she dies after returning this jewel to her lover. Okay. And so people bring this story, um, you know, Hokusai, who does the wave, you know, the, the wave yes, painting. Yes. Yeah, he basically illustrates a sex... Uh, scenario of her with octopuses giving her oral and fondling her and reclaims the story in which she dies to be she just gets a really sexual experience and it's all like illustrated with her moaning uh, in the text. Oh my god. But then this catches on because when manga artists uh, you know still struggle with these censorship laws which only got changed recently the best way to get around it was to still keep putting tentacles around everything that would be sexual and so very very quickly tentacles now become eroticized so by the time we get to the 1900s and people are uh, getting anime and manga they use in tentacles still because it's safer for the artist. And now we find tentacles hot. Like sex education has that entire character who just finds tentacles and alien sexy. You know, that's 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 a new one. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> tentacles are kind of hot though. They're slimy and phallic. Freud, right? Freud would have, they actually are phallic Freud and slimy. Freud loves you right now. <laughs> like genuinely, he's like, he's like, you laughed me before, but yeah. look what's happening now. What about octopus feet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that. I really want one of those egg implantation things. No, that's a no for me. That's, that's too far. Do I reckon? mean, that's just me. I don't want to. <laughs> Do you reckon that's too far to get one of those egg plant, not plant, egg, egg implant? 
in what are they called? What are well, I, okay. I don't know what this egg is. Egg dildo. One second. Oh, an egg the egg laying dildo. dildos. Oh, yeah. okay. Ejaculating dildos. Oh, ov ov positor. Right. I reckon that's slay. No, ejaculate. So we had these for a long there? time. What happens with that? They you look, fuck it and get an egg inside you. I just think it might like it might calm down my breeding kink I like that like it so might you, allow me to not feel... have always I'm going to come inside me and then I you know there's, yeah. there's a risk with that but I think that maybe the egg thing well, how... where does that come from do you know where the, or is that similar no, to no. the tentacles well I mean uh, the, the fertility kink is that's been around for a really really long time and we actually the self ejaculating dildos are not new either we've had um, what people used to do um, back in uh, the 1500s actually they would have glass dildos uh, made generally from Venetian glass but you would fill them with hot water or warm milk and uh, they one of them was actually found recently in a convent um, oh, <laughs> oh, queen. um yeah in, in in the armchair of uh, King Louis the 14th but they would fill it uh, to stimulate the feeling of ejaculation um, and it was commonly used apparently like with nuns and everything because fertility is a thing and also that's sexy the feeling of of, of, of the warmth inside you and yeah. also the thought of getting pregnant when you know you can't yeah, self-ejaculating like vaginal too. health don't put milk up there don't no. they tell us not to put anything up no. there yeah look I mean we were putting all kind of shit in yes, there until yes, sorry, very, sorry. very we were shoving, women were shoving broom ends up their cooch yeah. so actually yeah, I don't think I should be that worried about water I didn't know what? that these existed. The, 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 the self ejaculating glass dildos? Why has no one ever told me this? You're welcome. I've, thank you so much, Esme. <laughs> I've literally been telling every man their fucking dog about my breeding kink and no one's ever helped me. I'm, 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 I've gone, oh, help. What do I do? What do I Get do? Get yourself one of these. I'm sick. I'm sick. And no one, oh my God, it loads with a Z. Yeah. That's fucking sexy. Love anyway, that. Esme, how have we been for ages? I feel like. We have chatted everything from oh my god Esme thank you so much <laughs> this was so informative I'm obsessed I love that we did a full-on physical demonstration of how to get that a suction dildo then we went through to some history about hoofs <laughs> and then and then now now finally I'm gonna have my breeding fetish not be as dangerous for me I we've really of- learned about kinks uh for both of us today and yeah I, I, this has been uh, insightful I've learned a lot about myself I didn't know I could do that on the chair like there's a lot Babe, that I learned about myself it was beautiful <laughs> um where can everyone find you um I am on TikTok Instagram YouTube and just launched a podcast as well Ooh. everything is on the name of kinky history we like to keep it nice and simple so if you uh, want some kink and some history <laughs> all in one beautiful package uh you can find me anywhere marketing queen <laughs> we love that you're amazing thank you so much for coming here it was a best Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. <laughs> like a self-ejaculating dildo. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful.